Hey everybody, Jason Jackson. Uh, we are in our living room this evening, and it's Sunday night. Uh, you are listening in on a community group discussion with, um, with our community group. This is where Meredith and I live. We're sitting around our dining room table with some of our best friends in the whole world. They are part of our community group, and uh, they've been a part of our lives for the last year-ish, uh, specifically. And so we just thought for this week's podcast, instead of doing something a little bit more formal, we'd have a conversation with our community group. And so this is audio, you can't see anybody, and uh, you don't know what they look like, or what they're doing, or whether they're saying, don't ask me a question, uh, because there's no <laughs> video here. But we just thought uh, to get together with our group, we were gonna get together tonight anyway, and so uh, this is what we're gonna do. We just kinda talk about community and have a good time doing it. So uh, we've all been to the Sunday morning service this morning. We talked about community from Hebrews chapter 10, the last couple verses, 24 and 25. And then tonight we gathered together as we do regularly. We had dinner and we hung out. We had some great conversation. We laughed a ton. And um, then what we would usually do, right, is sit down and have dessert together after dinner and talk about what God's teaching us specifically through whatever we learned about on Sunday morning. And so we just thought for the rest of our Sailorville friends and family and anybody else listening in that this would be kind of a cool experiment and uh, just want to let you folks that are listening get to know our group and to hear a little bit about how the community group and works for us and what it's meant to us. So Jason and Meredith Jackson and I'm just going to go around the table that you can't see here but just to have people introduce themselves nice and loud and uh, I guess just introduce yourself for our friends on the podcast and tell everybody uh, how long you've been at Sailorville Church, and what brought you to our church, and I guess to this group as well. Okay, so who are you? What brought you to Sailorville? What brought you to this group? Yeah, yeah. So I can kick us off. Um, so my name is Elliot Frey. Uh, been at Sailorville for the last a little over a year now, um, and I'm with my wife Kelly Frey. Uh, and what brought us to this group is. We were looking for a new church family, and as we walked in the doors, um, actually Pastor Pat was the first person to greet us when we walked in, and we were, we were actually really anxious about walking into the church, and so, you know, meet Pastor Pat, who's like the friendliest person in the world, got to know him really quickly, and then as he, you know, ended the conversation, we ran into Jason Jackson, who just kicked us off, and uh, it wasn't long after that that Jason and his wife Meredith invited us to their uh, community group, which is really sweet, and uh, it's been an amazing place for us for the last little over a year now, so yeah, that's here how we, we are. plugged in, and here we are. Yep. And it's not just the two of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this no, a good it's button? not. Can you announce this? Yeah, no, it's it's oh, out there. Yeah, I mean, so literally millions of people listen. To yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What's why? Why is it not just the two of us? Oh well, hello. I'm Kelly. <laughs> we have a little one on the way. Um, due in December. Yeah. Yay. Community yeah. group baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so wow. earlier today we were talking about how that will probably change next semester with group uh we'll have to figure out how we keep everyone from being distracted the whole time so, yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna love that baby for sure mm -hmm. for sure that's part of doing life together isn't it yeah. that's cool Man, that's we love you guys thanks for being a part of this mm -hmm. really okay bill why don't you introduce uh you yourself and your wife Yep, Bill McClintock is my wife, Sarah. Uh, we've been at Sailorville for a decade, probably. And uh, our kids kind of grew up there over the last 10 years. And um, Sarah uh, spends a lot of time with the youth group. And mm -hmm. so 
through her relationship with with you guys uh, talked me into joining. So that's <laughs> yeah, been great. No. Who talked you into joining, Sarah or us? Uh, Sarah got me to the group, group connect. Yeah, yeah group yeah. connect and uh, and. I felt like I had community, like I had some community in the church already with just different people serving, um, but I don't, I didn't feel like you did. So, um, I felt like like that was, (laughs) (laughs) there's a reason we brought you here tonight, (laughs) to remind you of why you're in this group. Now, we love that you guys are here, and honestly, it's been one of the greatest uh, joys of our lives to be um, together with you over the last year. It genuinely really, really has. So, Sarah, however that happened, thanks for convincing him to be a part of this. (laughs) Really, really fun. Okay, Stuart. Hi, uh, Stuart Mossef, and I'm here with my wife, Judy, and we have been at Sayogaville for 43 years. 43 years. Wow. So we're, years. we're the old ones. We're the old ones in the group. <laughs> and married for so, how long? Uh, 49 almost years. Almost 50. <laughs> Love that. And uh, we've got, like I said, we've gone to Sarah Grove for 43 years. And uh, Jason and Jackson kind of reeled us in again for this year. <laughs> And we it's were sort of a common theme here. It feels like it's a pull and tend to be in our group. And we're glad. <laughs> we were ecstatic when he said, no, we're going to be in the group again. We were very happy about it, very pleased about it. And the thing about this group is it is like family. It really is. It's, I would have to say it's closer than a lot, my own family, my family. Um, natural family. Mm-hmm. This group were closer and, uh, and I love each and every one of them. So. And Stu, we love you too. And you, you say that often. You remind us uh, sometimes you're praying and you're thanking God for this group that's more like family than just friends. And sometimes it's just in conversation. And uh, boy, I, I, I love that. Thanks for saying that. Thanks for believing that. And that is what we're formed for, right? We're formed for this family. <clears throat> and God has created us for community. And uh, he's put something really special together here and in, in many, many, many of our community groups. So uh, so that's what it is. It's, it's the eight of us adults, right? Some groups are smaller, some groups are bigger. We've got our kid, Judah, who's usually running around with some of our neighbor kids here at our house or wherever, whoever else, uh, up some of the other houses that we go to, some of yours that you host. And, uh, and then we've got one on the way, right? So some of your, our groups here at Sayerville have a ton of kids and others don't have any kids, but we've just got, we've just got the couple and uh, we're, we just love being together. So we're eating homemade ice cream, by the way, tonight, <laughs> which is, you know, we eat dessert every time we're together. It's usually some form of ice cream, but tonight it's homemade, and that's really special, too. So, hey, let me ask this question, I guess. Um, how We're going to talk about the passage here in, in just a second. I'll read it, and then we'll kind of unpack it a little bit in this specific group. But how are some of – what has happened in this group that's been different from your expectations or maybe your previous experience in community. And I'm not asking you to dog any other group or any other place that you've been or whatever, but what has surprised you, either positive or I suppose negative, in being a part of community group uh, here at Sailorville? What, how is this different than what you expected? Okay, um, Sarah, how about you? <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking that um, when you started talking about that, like just the whole doing life together and 
um, just kind of being like low key, I guess, as opposed to like bringing your notes and, you know, we're going to sit and study for an hour and a half. I think I, I like, I was a little bit surprised, but I also like just being able to talk and get together and still talk about the sermon and the message and what we got from it, but also just being able to talk about where we're at in life and, um, what you guys did the last week. So I like that. Yeah, let's keep going with that, okay? So somebody talk about sort of what a regular night looks like here. Sarah kind of opened the door there. What what would be, it's different every time, right? And, and we're not just together on these evenings. We hang out other times as well. But when we get together intentionally for these meetings, what would a regular kind of night look like? Elliot, just kind of kick us off with that. Yeah, well, and that that's actually um, one of the things that comes to mind, like what's different or what's unique about this group is we eat dinner together, um, which we've we've been in several small groups throughout, you know, for many years throughout college into um, kind of young adult stage right out, out of school. And we I've never been in a group where we eat dinner every time regularly. And I actually think, Stu, to your point about being more like family than just friends, I think family eats together. Uh-huh. And so um, to me, that that has given us a different perspective on community. Um, but yeah, we, we show up and we kind of hang out and, uh, someone's usually, usually Meredith has food going and we're bringing stuff to kind of supplement whatever the dish is. And, um, I will say that we eat very well here. Uh, we, we never, never leave hungry. Yeah. We, we have some really good cooks in this group. So, uh, like even professionals, which is yeah, pretty nice. True. So yeah. So we, we eat and hang out and I feel like that's our time to just catch up on life and what's happened in the last week, which a lot can happen for eight people in a week. And so you kind of get to level set on, um, catching up on life. And then eventually, yeah, we sit down uh, a little more formally after dinner, clean up and sit down and have, um, um, yeah, just that time to dig in on what we're, you know, what we've studied or what was um, preached on a, a, on a Sunday morning, and that's usually done with plenty of an assortment of blue bunny ice cream. Yeah. That we can <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it's pretty great. We're sponsored by. Blue yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're not actually, we need to be. Yeah, because that's that's we have a menu board of ice cream options. <laughs> it's great. So. Actually, we do. So, okay, so Sarah, you said laid back. Um, Ellie, you talked about the conversational nature. How, how does that play into community and the relationships? We, this is not a group that's real, uh, you know, fill in the blank or real rigid, like we've got to stick to this kind of thing. There's just a whole lot of give and take here, isn't there? Um, I, I love that about this group and other groups that we've been a part of as well. That really helps me to understand that this is more than just a, um, like a curriculum, more than just a Bible study that we're, although that's good, those things are really fine, uh, but we're doing not just learning, but living life in many ways together as well. Bill, talk to this a little bit, the expectations and um, maybe what's what you expected or didn't expect, and then kind of what a normal night looks like here for us together. I would agree that, uh, you know, not never been in a group that we eat each time, and I grew up in, in a what started out Southern Baptist, but a Baptist home. Um, my parents were saved from the time I was born. So, so you we, were used to eating <clears throat> a lot. Yeah, we ate a lot. <laughs> in a Baptist but, home. There my, you go. My parents believed, or my father always taught, you know, a secondary relationship can only become a primary relationship when you break bread with somebody. Mm. Wow. And uh, he talked about that a lot, you know, until you sit down, have someone in your home, and share a meal. It'll always be, you know, somebody from work or somebody you know, but it'll never be a primary relationship. Wow. And I think um, the piece for me is 
it has to be intentional, right? You have to want to come. And, and that's something that I see with this group. There's not people missing or you're trying to run somebody down. Um, there's, there's things during the week, whether that's one-on-one with, with people or in a group text that we have, uh, we talk about, um, life and, and things that, that are going on with each of us. And, um, people here really listen as well. Don't really talk over each other, right? They, they listen and you can bring your, your problems or your burdens or your issues here. And if it has to do with, um, somebody who's going to have a child or somebody who has a young child or children that are grown or grandchildren, we, we cover a gamut of that stuff. And so, uh, I've learned, um, I've learned some things that have, have helped me here. Um, I've, remembered some things that you know would was brutal when I was younger that you're you know that you're experiencing I just look at Stu and we kind of smile uh, I already walked that path uh, doesn't doesn't mean that we got it right right it just uh but no I, I'm I'm encouraged each each week um to come here I I really enjoy uh, I didn't know how I would like being in a group with a pastor yeah uh, that that was a that rattled me a little bit or a counselor mm-hmm. that that would be you got the double whammy right there yeah. <laughs> but such a great um breakdown of scripture or answers for questions on things and i've spent a lifetime in in the word and um always get a different perspective to the verses that we we discuss here so learned a lot and it's been invaluable to me one of the things that you may be picking up if you're listening, you can't see us here, is that we are um, what you might call an intergenerational group, right? A multi-generational group, I suppose. We've got young, uh, young people that are you know, sort of just, just married for a couple years and having their first kid. And, and then we've got people that are on a sort of more retirement or trying to retire age. Right <laughs> um, and then kind of a few in between. And so what Bill is saying is that we learn from each other. And that's been just so, so valuable. Uh, somebody like me looks at somebody younger and says, man, I, I, I wish I had that kind of energy or that kind of, um, that kind of outlook on life and that kind of perspective. And then I can look next to me at somebody that's a little bit older and say, how did you do this when you were my age? And like Bill said, we, none of us is perfect and not sinless, of course, and didn't do everything right. But there's just so much wisdom in this circle of people that are just going through life together and have gone through a lot of life together and so we kind of we, sh- we share that uh, imperfectly but that's been really really meaningful for me i appreciate that it's a priority and uh, and that we we lean on that and so when i'm out of town or unable to be you know sarah's still welcome here and still expected to be here right still part of that piece and so when i travel i always know um, that she has this family or this group to, to lean on. And that's, that's, been, that's been real big for me. Hmm. That's cool. And we're lucky because she's our adopted daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you, Bill. I mean, you're our son. And so are you guys. And you. You <laughs> just adopted a lot of people yeah. here. Yeah, and we got another grandchild coming. There you go. <laughs> Just a couple more for school supplies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stu and Judy are like the world's greatest grandparents. Uh, we just love them, and um, not not only do they they love us uh, like family, they're uh, just fantastic examples to us of men, a man and woman that have been faithful in their marriage and faithful to their church and faithful to their family, and 
uh, just doing so many things that we can learn from, and that's just really exciting. Hey, let's, can I read the passage from this morning, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, specifically here, verse 24 and 25, and then I guess what I want to just ask as we sort of kick off this part of the, of the conversation, so what about this stuck out to you, okay? That's not an uncommon question. We sort of start off with a question like that every time we open up our Bibles together, in this group. And so that's what I'm going to ask. All right. So let me read it. And then I'm just going to open it up to everybody. What stuck out to you? So this is what the writer of Hebrews says in verse 24. Let us watch out for one another or consider how to provoke each other to love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. So that's the two verses that we specifically jumped into this morning during the message what stuck out to you or what was surprising or what was, uh, I don't know, challenging maybe or even encouraging uh, that, uh, that this passage brought out this morning. What do you think? I'll just open it up to anybody. I had never thought about the urgency of, of it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that stuck out to me. The, you know, as we see the day approaching, you know, the day of the Lord's return mm-hmm. is near and and how we need to encourage each other. We don't have, we may not have a lot of time to, to do that. Yeah. So that stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, Judy. Make, make community a priority because we, we're not long for this life, really, right? Whether the Lord comes back before we, we die know. or yeah. whether we go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good. Somebody yeah. else? I thought when you opened up with the stats, right, of people who are lonely, mm-hmm. uh, people who uh, are sitting back or not having someone <laughs> encourage them in their life, right? And I, I thought through that. I thought through a, uh, through the military of the number of suicides and, and the problems of of, uh, of what we see with soldiers, right? Yeah, yeah. And it fits that. Yeah. And so uh, those stats would be true of the men and women you work with. Is that absolutely. What you're wow. And, yeah. And uh, so I thought thought through the stats, and I thought it was good that you opened with that. That kind of set my mind. Um, and then, you know, am I encouraging? Am I am I encouraging to other people at work? Am I encouraging to other people in my neighborhood? Am I encouraging to to the people in this group? I know the people in this group are very encouraging to me. I don't. I don't know that I'm hitting that mark. And then, as you talked about moving out, right? If if I moved out of my neighborhood, I I really don't think I have uh, a very big impact, if any. Uh, I know the neighbors on each side of me. Um, I know the neighbors by by sight who they are. I don't know their names. Uh, that's throughout the neighborhood, and I don't know that they would really care if I left, right? Um, I think as long as everybody mows their yard and right <laughs> you know, closes their garage door and, yeah. and 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 it's just fine. It, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I want to. Right, and I, I know that's not what I'm called to do after hearing this. So it convicted me a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know that I I want to do that. And so, um, but somebody has to. Right, you got to be the the Chuck McClain. You got you got to be somebody that's going out and and witnessing. So. Um, that's given me something to think about today multiple times and will will be on my mind this week. Um, you know, or if I moved into a neighborhood, how would I want to be um, seen or, or reeled in? So I took some good notes today and and I also found it important or a good piece of, you know, the, the people that you're hanging around, right? So 
if they don't love the Lord, um, you know, if they don't have a love, then then um, God is love, right? And, uh, the verse that came out of John four eight, and I think about my my kids that are older, uh, Carter moving out this next week, and is he hanging around the right people? Right, right, right. right. People who are encouraging him or or spurring him on. Yeah. And I think that's tough to find. Yeah. Uh, but you gotta you gotta want that, right? You can't just go home and sit in the dark every night by yourself and then complain why you're not being encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so you, you kinda gotta reach out. I think there's there's people all around us. Sailorville's huge just for one church, but I think there's people all around us and, and I was missing that without this group. Mm-hmm. And so to to look back a year ago, um, my encouragement would be to anybody listening to this or anybody within the sound of your voice today when you spoke would be really to to try to get in a group, see if it works or move on to a different one if it doesn't. But yeah. just to be around other people that are like-minded, yeah. that are trying to grow in Christ, that um, you can you can still have your buddies that you, that you do things with, whether that's football or racing or whatever you have, but just a group every week or every couple of weeks that meet that are that have the same goal yeah that's important right there that has the same goal i think that's part of this considering right we 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 love spending time together but we're not it's not just a social gathering it's not just a hangout we do hang out with each other that's part of what we do but that's not the goal of what we're doing right so that's i think that's part of the mission that god has given us and part of the mission is doing um ministry doing life doing uh, those those daily ins and outs types of things that we do, doing all those things together. That's what part of what draws us together is having the same goal. Yeah. What else? Any, one one or two more maybe. What stuck out to you from the passage? Me? Okay. All right. I'll go. <laughs> You're getting a lot of points in here. <laughs> um, boy, there was a lot that stuck out to me. Um, probably because we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. but I think that intentionality mm-hmm. and then the the breaking down of the encourage, the, the giving mm-hmm. of courage. Mm-hmm. And specifically for these Hebrew believers, it was to don't shrink back, to continue to act on what you know, which is the difference between knowing and believing. I can know that this is what I need to do, but I cannot do it. But if I'm acting on it, I'm believing it. It's lived out in my life. And scripture doesn't mince words. I mean, a lot of passages are stir up or spur mm-hmm. one another yeah, yeah. on or sharpen each other, yep. which doesn't always sound pleasant. That's right. <laughs> and we really want comfort. We we want to sink back into that. I mean, that's the main reason not to join a group is because I want to stay comfortable. But, mm-hmm. but that's really not good for you either. Mm-hmm. So group to me is a great place to figure out what do I know and what do I need to do about it? What do I what do I actually believe? Is it going to change how I live? Being a Christ follower, being someone who who says I want to be a part of the of the body of Christ at Sailorville, am I willing to step out and actually do that? And I think this group, past groups have been a really good place to kind of sort through what does that look like? Because I know what it looks like in my mind or I think I know what it looks like or should know should know what it looks like on social media, but what does it actually look like as as a wife who's trying to become more like Jesus, as a mom who's trying to become more like Jesus, as someone who works for a church like that doesn't automatically make me more like Jesus. So what do I actually need to 
do to believe to live it out which was good that actual like breathing in of encouragement for the purpose of continuing to to become more like Jesus what needs to happen next because there is that urgency like you said Judy but there's also the hard work of I don't just want to stay here I, I want to move more like Christ and realizing yeah. that it's worth it I think that's part of where the group really comes in is the the courage that giving of courage that this is worth it this life is what you want it's what you need and it is hard and we come from all kinds of different backgrounds with work and family and realizing Jesus is better he really is better there's there's no getting around that mm. yeah. I think about it sometimes when you're when you're going to school right as you're growing up or in college or you're, you're in school right you're given something to read you read it, you sit quietly in a large group, uh, a large class, and, and you can even be tested on it, right? But the, the classes that are smaller, or the classes where you interact, or you have a conversation back and forth, right? You actually learn something about that. Uh, things that you, you listen and you repeat, you speak with your mouth, and then it becomes knowledge that you carry the rest of your life, right? Or you can sit quietly in, in the classroom and flush that entire class, pay your tuition and move to the next class, right? right? Yeah. And never retain anything that yeah. comes out of business law or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And so I think there's churches around the world that are that are large and and people are going and and the sermons being being spoken, but I don't know that we're hanging on every word or we're listening to that. And so until that's broke down or it's in a smaller group where you interact and you talk about those things, right? And so I can come and see a counselor and you listen very well. That's your job, right? You listen to me. Um, but I, I come here and I, 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 I listen, or when, when I speak, then there's, there's interaction with that. Well, why did you act that way? Or why did you talk that way? Or what was important to you? And you get to discuss the things that are on your heart. Um, again, trying to be more like Jesus, right? Uh, around people who have the same goal mm -hmm. and so we can speak about those things and how it how it how it really how each of it uh, you know touched us or mm -hmm. um, and then you'll say something and then you know you'll say something and all the way around the room and I get so much more out of that right mm -hmm. because of that small group piece something that I take away or a verse that I remember and it stays, it stays on my tongue, it stays in my mind. And I'll go to work the next week, and there's always a conversation. There's always an opportunity, like Stu, that you say that the Lord puts in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you can remember that verse, and you can, you can bring that up, and you can be an encouragement to somebody else. Yeah. So you're talking about something really practical, this, this whole idea of hearing a something. Laboratory. A what? A laboratory. A laboratory, like yeah, a exactly. Lab. That's really good. So you're hearing something on Sunday morning, or you're even reading something on your own, and if you don't have somebody to talk to about it or have a conversation with some people that are going to encourage you or challenge you or hold you accountable, pray with you, right, dig in a little bit more, then there's a pretty good chance that you're not going to apply it. And just reading the Word of God is not the ultimate goal. It's actually being transformed by applying Scripture. And so one of the things that happens really, really well in small groups, in healthy small groups, uh, and I think happens really well in our group, for instance, is we ask each other, so what difference is this going to make in your life? So what do you do different this week? So how is God changing you? 
And I think maybe for some people that perhaps only come on Sunday morning or, or aren't in a group during the week or don't have godly friends that have conversations like this, it's really easy to leave it at the church door when you walk out, right? It's really easy to leave it in the parking lot. And if you're not really pursuing that kind of conversation with people throughout the week, then it's easy to not change. It's just more comfortable that it, way. Right? It is. It's tough. And I've, I've been in groups where you meet with three or four men for breakfast, right? And you talk over those things. Mm-hmm. And so you can still have that. But, but there's something about having that with your spouse uh, in the group, right? There's something about that. And yeah. uh, I've learned as much or if not more from Meredith in her perspectives mm-hmm. on things than even yours. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a shot on you, but I mean, you told me that before. I mean, she has just everybody a, in the world could say the same thing. No, I, I'm saying because guys, you know, we we think this way or you're yep. weak, right? Yep. You got to do this, or you're weak. And, and she'll bring a different perspective to things. Uh, everybody does, right? And there's something about learning the gospel and in being in in community with with your wife, with your spouse. Yeah, that's big in the too. group. It is. Yep. It's huge. It's really good. Okay, so Stu. Judy, you've you've been around Sailorville for for a long time, right? Forty three years. Forty three. You said okay. So, community is not a brand new thing. It's you know we started cell groups maybe twenty years ago or so, fifteen years ago. I don't know, uh, before our time here, right? Way, way. <laughs> but community is not a brand new idea. Small groups are a little bit newer to Sailorville, uh, but you've seen Sailorville go through a whole bunch of changes, and you've been around for a long time. So. What would you guys say to somebody that says, man, I've, I've sort of been there, done that, I've seen a lot, I'm older in my faith, more mature in my faith, I don't necessarily need a bunch of people around me to help me with these things, and I don't really feel like I need a group around me for me to help them. They can get along on their own. What would you say to somebody that's mature in their faith but not doing stuff like this on a regular basis? Judy, he's looking at you. Oh, oh. I'm looking at him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> well, I think Bill kind of hit it on the nose tonight when we were talking before we started this. Bill asked me how long we've gone to Sailorville, and I told him, and I said, yeah, we've seen things that maybe we didn't agree with, mm-hmm. but you know what? We weathered through them. And we became better people for weathering through them. Uh-huh. Um, just because we're older doesn't mean we know everything. Wow. You know, we learn each and every day. We learn, we learn from the minute we wake up until the, the time we go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You know, to uh, realize um, that we don't know everything, that we learn every day. You know, and the community group and this morning, you hit it so right on that nose of um, being with fellow believers, being with people that you love, being with people that are literally closer than your real family. Um, I come from a family that didn't like Judy and me. Mm. They wouldn't have anything to do with us. Mm -hmm. But this here group is our family. You know, Judy's family is, they're very outgoing, very friendly. Mm-hmm. But this, this family that we have here with these people, um, 
being older, we can adopt them as our family. <laughs> and we love it, and we learn from them each and every day. You know, they say they learn from us. Well, guess what? Yeah. We learn from you. So you're saying this This is like, it, it, it's not just a cliche. I mean, we're not just saying we learn from each other, right? I mean, we learn from you, you learn things from us. Judy, what do you say to the to the couple maybe somebody that's in the retirement sort of age that says, ah, I've sort of done my time and I don't think this is really necessary. I, I see more and more how this is more necessary than I ever thought it was. Wow. Um, we used to have Sunday school classes uh -huh. and that this has kind of taken that place, at, sure. at least for, for us, mm -hmm. for Stuart and I, mm -hmm. the Visionaires classroom, I mean, I think we were epic. <laughs> you know, the, um, we were a community, we were family, and then when we kind of didn't have Sunday school anymore and we didn't have that group, I can see where this is important. This, yeah. this is important to... Um, to fulfill I, that need, I guess. I would add that today you told us it was biblical. Yeah. You're supposed to do it, and it yeah. didn't say mm -hmm. until you're 70, and then you're, then you're free. Uh, so there's no cutoff. Well, it's not what you talk yeah. about. Exactly. He's not 70. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a couple more years. Than 69 and three quarters. <laughs> we celebrate every month around here. <laughs> but that's, that's what you thought today, right? Yeah. The pulpit is... There was no age on it. There was no peace. It was you're you're spurred to do this. Right? You're you're called to do this, and and so it's interesting that different phases of life need people in different ways, right? People that are maybe young adults or maybe just married or even single need other people in ways that are different than people that are uh, maybe been married for a while or that have kids that have kids. Uh, we we need people differently. But we still need people. Yeah. We have yes. to have community. We've got to have people around us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that is so true. We have to have people, especially Bible-believing people around us, mm -hmm. and to <clears throat> encourage us. And it's encouraging to me being almost 70. <laughs> 69 and three quarters. <laughs> to be able to, I never ever thought in my life that I would go out and witness to people. Mm. I didn't think I, would, I had the guts to do that. But now it's it's just like it's, it just comes, Yeah, mm. you know? It just comes to me and say, people talk to me and I'll say, well, let's talk. Let's talk about your life. What can we do? What can, how can I help you? Yeah. And it is so neat to be able to say that because it's not something that I've done. It's something that God's done. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that you people have done to help me get to do that. And Stu, I'll say maybe for the entire group, right? We've had this conversation several times before. When when you come to us, whether it's on a you know an evening like this, or whether it's in a text, or whether it's Sunday morning, or whenever we get together, and you say, "Hey, I got to tell you this story." There was somebody at school, or somebody in our neighborhood, or somebody that I met on a bike ride, or whatever. And I just said, "Hey, how can I pray for you?" Or when I wake up in the morning, I say, "God, just put somebody in my life that needs you today." That sort of thing. That that's one of the things that I've learned from you. That's one of the things that I've put into practice. I'm trying to put into practice in my life that I learned from you. And I think we've all kind of had those 
epiphanies when you've been talking and when we've had these conversations about sharing Jesus. It's just so simple. Why are we not asking those questions or praying those prayers? And so we do learn from each other, right? We can probably, if we had time or if we wanted to do this, we could go around the table and say, here's what I've learned from you. Here's what I've learned from you. Here's what I've... We're not going to do that, right? But we could do that because we've just enjoyed that life and learning together. Okay, let's wrap it up here, right? We've got just maybe a couple more minutes and Sarah's about to fall asleep over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, it's time to take her home. <laughs> Okay, so what would you say, just, just maybe a sentence or two to somebody that's listening to this and saying, man, I've, had a, I've been in a group, I'm not sure if I want to be in a group again, it just, it just didn't seem like it worked. It just didn't seem like what you guys are talking about happened in my group or in my life. And so I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to jump back into an official community kind of group. Just one or two sentences? Yes, yeah. just one. You get, you get oh, wow. you get, okay. we'll, we'll put her on the website. We'll put her in a brochure. <laughs> just give us one or two sentences. Hey, here's, here's what I think you should do. What is it? Well, I think if it didn't work for you before... It might have been you. <laughs> it might have been you. And if that's the case, then you need to really check your faith in that moment that God can first grow you. Check your faith. Not check, check your, your face. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. That God can change you, that he can grow you, and that he wants to use the body uh, to help shape you more like Jesus. And I, I think you got to remember, I know this is more than one sentence. You have to remember that you are dealing with saints who are still struggling with sin. Yes, yes. So people are always going to be a lesser form of Jesus' love in your life. And that's okay because you are too. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just kind of chill out. Wow. Try it again. Yep. Go back and ask the Lord to increase your faith. Mm-hmm. And give it a whirl. Why not? Yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Kelly, what do you think? What would you say? Well... I mean, Meredith, you said it really well, but I just think the two of us have been in a lot of different groups through college and early marriage. I think it's worth it to keep trying different groups. Um, I, I mean, this is by far my favorite group that I've ever been in, but it's because it's gospel-centered and um, everything points back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And not that our groups haven't been that way before, but... I think being a young adult, it's easy to get on a worldly train of vent sessions at times, and right, right. I don't know. I think I think it's worth it to keep um, uh, keep trying different groups until you find one that fits well for what you're looking for and the growth that you're hoping for. And if we are doing what your message would say that we should be doing, as Christ followers, then that would be to grow and be more like Jesus. And that's what this group has done for us. So, Yeah, I, I would just say too, um, actually we were with my family earlier today and I have a, a sister that is going into her senior year of high school. Mm. And I realized, because we, we had a conversation about just as she's thinking about college or what's next, whatever's next, right? Um, and I sat there craving a situation for her where she will find community quickly. Uh-huh. And I realize sitting here at this table, having this conversation that this is why, cause we've experienced it, right? We know what it looks like to be in uh, a, a faithful community of people who desire to consider mm-hmm. together 
and stir one another to good works and love. Mm-hmm. And um, there is no richer feeling than being a part of that. And so I, I do, yeah. I mean, for the person who's struggling to, to maybe <coughs> re-enter that situation or give it another shot, um, my, my encouragement would be um, <laughs> sometimes it's a painful, hard, difficult decision, but just do it. And I think you'll see the Lord work in that. And this isn't one or two sentences either, so I'll wrap up. But what I would say is um, we were a little anxious about getting into this community. I mean, this is very different than any community we've ever been in. And I'm, I'm looking at people at this table who I consider second sets of parents and grandparents and people that pour into us and care about us. And they don't have to, they, you guys have enough friends. You have enough people in your family, like, yeah, like actual family that you could invest in, but you've invested in us. Like we're your family. Um, and I hope that we could do the same and we desire to, but uh, I think God has used that in an amazing way. And I think that if you're not participating in that, I do think you're missing out on something. So that, that would be my encouragement. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thanks. And thank you to all of you, not just for tonight, right? But for being a part of our lives, our family's life, um, for, for the good and the bad and everything in between. We've got people here that are, uh, that have been to Sailorville just for a little bit and have been around forever, Stu and Judy, (laughs) Uh, and everywhere in between, and we come from all different kinds of backgrounds with all different kinds of families, and I think that's exactly how God has put us together. We don't always get to choose our community, but He puts us in a group of people, a circle of relationships, to help us be more like Jesus, and you've done that in my life, and for us to help others be more like Jesus as well. If you want to be in a place that grows, you got to Surround yourself by people who want the same, right? And you folks have been that. And our our prayer, our hope, is for others to jump into community like this, or if they're in community group, to really do what what, what God is telling them to do to make that a healthy community, right? Because they're not all healthy. Hey, thanks, folks, for being here tonight and for doing this sort of crazy idea. And thank you to those of you that are listening. And uh, if you've got any questions or if you want to talk any more about this, then you can contact me um, uh, right through our church website and all those types of things. So get in touch with us if you'd like to talk a little bit further about this. So, hey, we love you. And around our table here this evening, we love you guys as well. We thank God for you.